The Week in Doubt, Episode 303. Hi, I'm Philip Anthony Albertelli, the host of The Week in Doubt, a podcast for atheists, agnostics, and yes, whoever. And yeah, you might have noticed I can't decide on an intro, so I keep switching it up. If any of you listening have a preference, old school intro music versus the intro you just heard, uh, let me know. Anyway, before we start, I'd like to quickly issue a correction. Last week, I gave a shout-out to someone who was nice enough to support the show through Patreon, and I got their username or handle wrong. I said Freethinker215, but it's Freethinker215. It's a Philly thing. Uh, They ain't made a word or numeric sequence that I can't butcher. Definitely not my most egregious mistake, but still want to issue that correction. And another thing before we begin, I just wanted to quickly mention something I found somewhat amusing. Uh, Unless you've been living in the proverbial cave, I imagine you've all heard about Brett Kavanaugh, the judge-slash-Supreme Court nominee, who's been in the news lately because a number of sexual assault allegations have been made against him. That's not the amusing part. Uh, I think most of the alleged incidents are so old that, at this point, it's not about prosecuting him. It more just goes to character and whether or not he's fit to sit on the Supreme Court. All these stories have been welling up from his past, and the most recent one, and and this is what I found amusing, is that he supposedly got into a bar fight after attending a UB40 concert. And of course, this wasn't recently. This was, uh, I don't know if UB40 is still around. This was back in the day. And a lot of you are probably too young to remember, but UB40 was this really mellow, poppy, reggae band back in the 80s. And there's just something that seems so absurd about UB40 and bar brawl in the same sentence. I just keep picturing people kicking the shit out of each other while Red Red Wine plays in the background. In fairness, the bar brawl did take place after the concert, but apparently a young Kavanaugh and his buddies went into a bar after the show, and they mistook some random guy for the lead singer of the group, and that led to a fight. I can remember being in, like, elementary school when that band was big. I used to see the video for Red Red Wine on MTV all the time. My older siblings had me listening to hard rock and metal from an early age, and I remember being like, what the hell is this weak-ass crap? Now I have very eclectic musical tastes, but up until about my late teens, if it wasn't hard or classic rock or metal, I probably wanted nothing to do with it. But when I hit my late teens slash early 20s, I started developing a strong interest in alternative music, including a lot of old new wave music like The Cure and Depeche Mode, stuff I would have turned my nose up at as a kid. But man am I digressing. I know the whole Kavanaugh thing and what he's being accused of are very serious, and I don't mean to seem like I'm making light of the situation. I'm just having some fun with the idea of a young Brett Kavanaugh getting into a bar fight after a UB40 concert. If you're interested, or if you're already a Patreon supporter, I did offer a much more serious take on the whole Kavanaugh situation in the most recent episode of the Not-So-Secret Show, a bonus show for Patreon supporters. I had a couple of kratom and some alcohol in me, but uh, hopefully the lion's share of what I said still made sense. So anyway, okay, on to the main event. So recently, while being interviewed on stage at a 30 Under 30 summit, 
Kyrie Irving of the Boston Celtics apologized for saying that the earth is flat. And to be honest, I feel like I've expended so much time and energy combating the whole flat earth thing in past episodes that I'm not even going to bother trying to refute any specific flat earth claims or arguments today. If you want to hear me do that, you can go through my back catalog. I just thought this would be a fun little follow-up to a story I covered in the past. I believe it was back in February of last year that Kyrie Irving said the earth was flat while on a podcast. Something ironic about the idea of a guy who plays with a spherical object for a living being averse to the idea of a round earth. But yeah, so he apologized for his comments at that, um, at that summit. I was going to play a clip, but the audio was kind of lacking, so I'll just read from this Boston.com article instead. And so I'm not seeing the date, but apparently the article is by Nicole Yang, I think it was. Yep, Nicole Yang. And basically the, the gist of the article is it, it, it's four things, four kind of takeaways from uh, Kyrie Irving's keynote at uh, the Forbes Under 30 Summit. And number one is he apologized for saying the earth is flat. So it starts off. After sparking an innocuous debate about whether the Earth is flat or round, Irving wants to put questions about his lambasted beliefs to bed. And I remember when I first read this article, the word innocuous kind of jumped out at me. I guess whether or not sparking a debate about whether or not the Earth is flat is, is innocuous or not, I guess that's a matter of perspective. I suppose on the one hand, you could argue that the silver lining might be that Lisa gets people talking about science. And I know from personal experience, well, taking on this flat earth conspiracy or theory in the past on the show, I learned a lot by just by trying to do my due diligence in researching the subject matter because it entails, you know, getting acquainted or reacquainted with some basic scientific information. On the other hand, I think the danger might be that there really are some people that really do fall easily for conspiracy theories. And as I think I've said in the past, and I think Kyrie Irving, in his own words, might help to kind of uh, confirm this, is that I think YouTube plays a big part in spreading spreading conspiracy theories almost like a cancer. Um, so even though we might like to believe that most people are going to be rational enough or grounded enough not to fall for this stuff, uh, a lot of people do. And having a high-profile person introduce them to these fringe theories, it can lead to more people uh, getting sucked in. So I guess that's kind of why I think it might not be so innocuous. But once again, you know, freedom of speech, people should be allowed to espouse their views, no matter how fringe they might be. And, you know, let people hash it out through a public exchange of ideas. But anyway, so he says, I'm sorry about all that for all the science teachers, everybody coming up to me like, you know, I have to reteach my whole curriculum, Irving told the hundreds of audience members seated in the crowd. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. So I think he's saying that 
teachers were coming up to him and complaining about having to try to undo the kind of damage he had done by espousing his flat earth beliefs to impressionable young people. Irving said he was quote-unquote huge into conspiracies when he told then-teammates Richard Jefferson and Channing Frye on the Road Trippin' podcast in February 2017 that the earth is flat. He said he didn't realize the quote-unquote effect of his words at the time. Everybody's been there like, yo, what's going on with our world, said Irving, who admitted going down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos spurred his initial comments. And here's another quote. At the time, you're like innocent, but you realize the effect of the power of voice. And even if you believe in that, it's like, don't come out and say that stuff. That's for intimate conversations because perception and how you're perceived changes. It's like, no, I'm actually a smart ass individual. It's not like I was just coming out and saying that. At the time, I just didn't realize the effect. I was definitely at the time. I'm a big conspiracy theorist. You can't tell me anything. And that bit at the end, I'm not exactly sure how much sense that made. I was definitely at the time. I'm a big conspiracy theorist. You can't tell me anything. And in fairness to him, remember, this is kind of like a a transcript of an off-the-cuff exchange he had on stage. So I think he's saying that he was so into conspiracy theories that he really wasn't open to being convinced or to listen to reason or to be receptive to what mainstream science uh, has to say. And I actually don't want to be too hard on the guy because I think he's actually only... 26 years old and when I watched the video clip even though like I said the audio wasn't great I actually found him to be uh, a really kind of likable charming guy and a person's worldview can kind of you know grow and mature with the passage of time I know I probably believed or said some uh Stuff that'd probably now make me cringe back when I was in my early or, you know, even mid-twenties or whatever. Okay, but one last story. I didn't initially plan on covering this, but I stumbled upon it today while reading Hemet Mehta's uh, Friendly Atheist blog on Patheos. The article is entitled, Tucker Carlson, Brett Kavanaugh Backlashes Due to a Theocracy Run by Atheists. And I don't even plan on reading from the article. I'm just going to play the beginning of the embedded clip and then offer my thoughts. Knight, an author of a great new book, is called Ship of Fools. Great to have you here. You were on The Five with me last night, and we were talking about ice cubes. But aside from joking about it, is this really where the re- reporters want to go down? The, well, I would just say ice is the perfect weapon because it leaves no fingerprints and then it becomes vapor. It's diabolical. So that's actually kind of funny. Uh, it kind of brings us full circle because they're talking about ice there, which maybe would seem kind of bizarre out of context. But this has to do with that bar fight slash UB40 story I covered at the beginning of the show. Um Suppose at first people were saying that Brett Kavanaugh didn't like the response of the guy in the bar that he and his friends mistook for the lead singer of UB40. So he hurled his drink at him 
uh, glass and all or whatever. But then uh, it was changed to that supposedly he just threw ice from his drink at the guy. And that's why Dana Perino and Tucker Carlson are uh, talking about ice. I'm old enough since I'm so old to remember when the left sincerely worried or said they did about the right turning this into some kind of theocracy and imposing its puritanical values on the rest of the country. And the irony, of course, is that they're doing it right now. It's a kind of theocracy run by atheists where the minor, the smallest peccadilloes from your teen years are now disqualifying. Is this really the standard we want? I mean, look, I understand this is a political tactic. That's what political parties do, some more than others. But the fact that the press is playing along with it and adding no perspective to this at all Reporting on a guy who's written over 300 opinions as a federal judge, all of which ought to be open to debate as far as I'm concerned, or how about his behavior when he worked for Ken Starr during the Clinton investigation? I think it's absolutely within bounds to debate all of that. And there is stuff to debate if you wanted to. And instead, we're really arguing about his yearbook and some dumb phrase he and his friends used and his behavior in a fraternity. Like, who cares, honestly? So the part about... A theocracy run by atheists. I mean, you got me. I'm really not sure what he's talking about there. My best guess is that it's just him taking a swipe at the left. He sees the left as being secular and godless, and he views this targeted attack, if you want to call it that, on Kavanaugh as, as coming from the left. And it seems that he's lumping the quote-unquote mainstream media in there with the left and taking them to task for focusing on what he sees as kind of trivial or inconsequential things from Kavanaugh's past. I always thought it was kind of funny that Fox has this kind of thing against the quote-unquote mainstream media when they're one of the most successful media outlets out there. And to be honest, I mean, as fun as that UB40 bar fight story is to talk about, um, I'd probably agree with Tucker Carlson that, you know, it's kind of trivial in the sense that in and of itself... If you just look at that one instance, yeah, a young college guy getting in some kind of bar fight and maybe throw, I don't know if he, he was throwing cubes of, uh, cubes of ice at someone while he was drunk or something. I don't think that should preclude or keep someone from uh, becoming a, a Supreme Court justice. Uh, on the other hand, to play devil's advocate, I guess you could say... It maybe helps sure up this portrait of a person who has a tendency of drinking too much and maybe even becoming violent or displaying poor judgment, well intoxicated. But like I said, in and of itself, I don't think that's the type of thing that should keep someone from serving on the uh, Supreme Court. But at the same time, I don't think people should be too hard on the media for allowing stories like this to come up or for um, even shining light on stories like this. Because I think stories like this are bound to come to light when, like I said, the sexual allegations against Brett Kavanaugh, no one's talking about prosecuting him because these crimes, for the most part, 
are so old that even if he is guilty of them, you know, the statute of limitations is probably passed. Uh, the first allegation to come to light was the one brought forth by a doctor named Christine Blasey Ford, I think it is, or something like that. And she tells this rather disturbing story about how supposedly when she and Kavanaugh were both in their teens in high school, I believe, she may have been a little younger than Kavanaugh. I believe he was 17. She was 15. And supposedly they were at this house. Um, there was some drinking going on or whatever. And Kavanaugh and a friend kind of cornered her and backed her into a room and then locked the door behind them, shoved her back on a bed and started um, caressing her, touching her sexually. And when she tried to scream or make noise, Kavanaugh covered her mouth. And she talks about how first she thought she was going to be raped. Then she was afraid that she was going to accidentally be killed via suffocation because of his hand on her on her face. And then supposedly the friend who had been on and off the bed repeatedly got on the bed one last time and caused them all to topple over. And she was able to escape and lock herself in a bathroom until the coast was clear. Uh, so that was the first story to come forward. Then there were a couple other sexual assault allegations that came to light as well. And once again, you know, it's not like they're trying to prosecute him. This just goes to character. A Supreme Court judge or justice is such an important position in our legal system that I think people should be vetted um, and their past should be gone over, looked into. And like I said during that episode of the Not-So-Secret Show, I think a person really can change and they can grow, they can mature, their moral conscience can, can grow and mature over time. So it could be possible that he did these things when he was younger and does realize how wrong and egregious they were. And, and maybe he's, you know, theoretically, you, you could have someone who did things like that in their past and then now a better person who knows better. But I still think there's some positions that are so important that we would have to be like, yeah, even if you know better now and you're a different person, you still did those things at one point. And so we're better off just trying to find someone else who doesn't have this this stuff in their past, you know? So I think it is the right thing to do to try to go into his past, figure out whether or not these things really occurred, and factor them into the, the decision whether or not he deserves to be on the Supreme Court. And I think... Maybe unfortunately, fairly or unfairly, once you start digging around in someone's past, other little, you know, stories and anecdotes are going to end up surfacing as well. And that's why we're seeing some of these other stories, too, that maybe, you know, that that aren't quite, I'd say not maybe, that definitely aren't as serious as these sexual assault allegations. The things about possibly throwing uh, 
getting in a bar fight or throwing a drink. Uh, throwing a drink, if it's in the glass at someone, that could be pretty damn serious. It could really hurt someone. If it really was just a handful of ice or whatever, then, you know, not as much so. Um, and like I said, uh, something like that alone shouldn't keep him from serving as a Supreme Court justice or judge. But I'm not going to be too hard on the media for allowing things like this to surface and for even discussing them. And once again, Tucker Carlson's... Uh, I'm having a lot of trouble saying Carlson tonight. I think my mouth is dry. I'm having trouble rounding off my R's. His whole thing is comment about an atheist theocracy. I, I don't know. That just might be uh, typical uh, annoying Tucker Carlson hyperbole or whatever. Um anti-left rhetoric but th that's my thoughts on that uh that little clip and i guess with that uh, i'll call this episode a wrap thanks for listening guys you know the drill please like the facebook page please uh follow the show on twitter if you like um please check out the youtube channel maybe you're doing that now if you'd like to help the show monetarily you can use the paypal widget the bottom of the podbean page there's all that alliteration or you can go to patreon.com slash the weekend out and help the show out for as little as 99 cents a month and that gives you access to episodes of the not so secret show my uh short story readings uh, not my short stories, but my readings of other, uh, you know, public domain short stories. Like, I'm a big H.P. Lovecraft fan, so I read some of his his uh, short stories. And it also gives you access to whatever other bonus content I decide to uh, put up there on Patreon. All right. Thanks, brothers and sisters. And until next week. <laughs>